Hey guys, welcome back to Grogu Gaga. I'm here with the whole crew today, Chip, Cam, and Hayden, and we're going to be talking about the Andor finale, along with uh, some non-Star Wars stuff. So uh, stay tuned and see what we have to talk about today, because we're winging this, as we always do. Um, so I think, um, first of all, I'm going to ask how y'all's Thanksgiving was. Uh, good. I enjoyed mine quite a bit. Yeah, I got to do two this year. So oh, I did too. Double yeah. Thanksgiving. Girlfriend and uh, your family? Yes, yeah, exactly. That's the one. Uh, same same situation. They were, they were uh, both great. Same here. A good time. Yeah, I've families had is usually really small. It's like me, my parents, and like two grandparents, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then my girlfriend's was like the whole family crew. So that was that was a that took me a second to adjust to, but once I was adjusted, yeah. that was good. Yeah, Man, we I've I've grown up with a big family for Thanksgiving. My mom has seven brothers and sisters, ah, so it's uh, a very big family. And we're, usually, most of them are there. We didn't go this year. So it was kind of peaceful. <laughs> yeah, nice. see, I'm used to the really quiet, like not much going on on Thanksgiving. Just cook way too much. That's food. the dream. And now I went to one where it was like, this is the table for these people and these four tables. Like, you have like name tags people. and stuff. <laughs> right. Ah. Uh, Chipperoni, how was yours? It was good. I had twice the pie, doubled the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I had two, actually. I really did have two. It was good. It was, it was hey, nice. we all had two Thanksgiving. Nice. Hey, What's up with that? What's up with the deal? <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, enjoyed it. It's Thanksgiving, but you know, honestly, this is the most Loki one. So Loki, huh? Loki. Loki, I know. <laughs> we said we were going to talk about Star Wars for a little bit. Yeah, that's true. We could talk about uh, we can talk about whatever. Anyways, I'm the reason I, I'm doing this because I'm going to shout out Ashley, who uh, listens to the podcast and doesn't like Star Wars, which is honestly pretty flattering because uh, <laughs> the fact that she listens to us being us and being weird and enjoys it. And and sits through Star Wars stuff, and she's like, I don't know what y'all are talking about, but I like your banter. Uh, <laughs> that's that's uh, some dedication. So shout out to Ashley. We'll, we're going to talk about a little bit, and we'll get into the Andor stuff in a bit for sure. Um, but yeah, I uh, had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, what, uh, have y'all seen Black Panther? Yeah. Black Panther. Oof. I haven't seen it yet. I've seen uh, the parts that matter. Okay. I don't know anything, so no spoilers. <laughs> I, was saying, I read I read the Marvel Leak subreddit, so yeah, I'm, I'm good. Just, I went to Reddit. I'm good. So, I don't need to see the movie. Yeah, I should watch it. Yeah. I went uh, to I went to Reddit and just watched. That's a clips. shame. It's such it's so beautiful and, and awesome. I can't wait. I, I I've I've heard good things. My little sister saw it, uh who shout out Annalise, happy sixteenth birthday. Oh, yeah. Nice. Happy 16th. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And now we sing happy. happy <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she, so she had her 16th party yesterday, 16th birthday party yesterday. She Just her 16th party. Yeah, she, that's it. In <laughs> general. You get one party and it's your birthday and no more. Um, but she had, we uh, had the party on uh, our parents' uh, back patio. And I also had my 16th birthday. It was a surprise party because, you know, I'm, I'm not really the type to throw a party. Mm. Uh, so it was a surprise party for no. me. <laughs> no yeah that's why i have four people over every three weeks <laughs> or three people my bad <laughs> um but it was weird because she uh you know as soon as i walked out there i like kind of like was uh tripping out for a second not like that but just like at the fact that um the paint fumes yeah <laughs> not this week these are this paint that i'm using is non-toxic and safe (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway yeah so it was weird because um i just like immediately had flashbacks to mine and it felt like no time had passed but 14 years had passed wow stop it it was really weird i know and that's how i felt i was like 
this is not right. But it was pretty cool because I, I found some pics from my birthday party and showed her. And uh, it was cool. But kind of, it, it wasn't actually upsetting. It was kind of, I don't know, some nostalgia hit that wasn't like, I didn't feel like sad that it was 14 years later mm. <laughs> and felt like yesterday. But that, that's a plus because every time I hear stuff like that, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Shout out to my girlfriend at the time who threw the party and then broke up with me two days later. <laughs> no. I know you're not listening to this, so. Hey, you never know. <laughs> I'm going to message her and tell her to listen to this one. I'm pretty sure I'm blocked. Yeah, we'll, ta- uh, we'll, really? tag, we'll tag her below. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, but anyway. That sounds like an ex. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs> cheating on me. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. What's all this? Not gonna be a therapy. What's all this dirty laundry on the floor, Sean? What is what's going on? You need to do your laundry, Sean. I'm trying to make this. I'm trying to make this an interesting. Stop airing it out here. (laughs) (laughs) It was okay. We were kids, literal children. We want to do this. Okay, let's go for the ex-girlfriend circle. Okay. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, we could. Uh, I've got the stories. (laughs) I think we all did. I think we all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, so it was. uh, It was nice. Like her party. Like I realized how. they're still like kids and it's weird because I felt so grown up uh, at 16. But I looked at them and they're like, you are children still. Mm -hmm. I I have a theory that um, kids these days look way younger than we did and i know it's like something like like a relative like relativity thing like yeah whatever like you you say they look younger they look younger oh i'm the other way around i think they look like way older really yeah every time i see a high school i'm like you look like an elementary school kid because like like, and maybe it's just my high school because i'll see kids from my high school and i'll see them and i'll be like you look like you could be 20 yeah and then i'm like i I thought like you're saying it was a relative like relativity thing i'm like maybe it was just because i was young then i pull up pictures of like me and my friends when we were 16 and i'm like no we look like dorks (laughs) we look 16 you do not look 16 (laughs) i mean it could also be the fact that like you're looking at yourself like younger like yeah. you're like wow, i, I, I can see the difference yeah like i look at a picture yeah. of me and i'm like wow i was uh like bony and tan which is like not what i am and it was weird but i guess maybe it'll come maybe i'll i'll know for sure when i'm like 35 yeah and they're our age now and i can look and be like do you look like i looked when i was almost 30 yeah it's 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 weird but it's, it was also weird seeing their their fashion how 90s it was Mm. That's it's very yeah, in right now. Back, back, yeah, eighties sure. yeah. was in for a while, and now it's just looping back around. Um, I saw the when I went to Atlanta the other weekend. I saw like some kid walking through the mall with a fanny pack on. And yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Man. yeah. I mean, that's the and way we it were is. in the Linux mall. I've never, mm. I've never been to the Linux. Linux mall. is great. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's and like its own. Town. Talking about fashion sense, like going into these stores, and it's like got to go through security to get into them in the first place, <laughs> and then. I'm looking at it. No adults allowed. <laughs> my girlfriend picked up a pair of gym shorts and she's like, these are really cute. And I was like, yeah, those do look good. And they cost like $500 or something. Oh yeah. Crap. Those were designer gym shorts. Okay. <laughs> oh, they were. She's, Way she better. She pointed out, she was like, this is so-and-so brand. And like this pattern is trademarked by them and no one else can use it. And I was like, oh. Uh, yeah. These are Lululemon. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I can't, I can't understand that. Uh, like it's, I, couldn't fathom paying that for yeah. some shorts. Yeah. It was fun to walk around. I didn't buy Yeah, it. I did the same thing. I bought one well, thing, was, and it was from GameStop. Nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. No, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I went there one time, and I was just blown away at the prices. But wait, Chip, what was your theory of relativity? <laughs> 
Uh, my theory of relativity, <laughs> A equals MC squared. No, um, I was saying relatively, like... Uh, relatively. Relative, yeah, relativity, relativity, yeah. I don't know, like, my bad. whatever, like, kids look younger these days. I don't know if that's because of my own bias in my mind. And it could just literally be, like, an, on an individual basis, like, Hayden could have a totally different, like viewpoint of it than yeah. i than mm-hmm. i do i don't know kids just look really young when i see them these days like when i look back at pictures of myself i'm like i look so much older than kids that are 16 now like yeah my right. 16 when i was 16 i looked way older than they do now yeah mm-hmm. like your sister in particular looks right like like really like young uh-huh. yeah so and, i was comparing and, the and my pictures. girlfriend's brother is 16 he just turned 16 oh, yeah. he looks so young like yeah. he looks like a 12 year old yeah uh, so like I, I don't you know i don't Maybe, maybe it's just on a case by case basis. Maybe so. the mm-hmm. Gen Z kids just can't grow facial hair at a proper age. <laughs> it's the microplastics. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was thinking Chip probably came out of the womb like with a mustache. So <laughs> he uh, was probably he was part of it. He was bearded. Uh, I, here's a question on that. When did you start shaving? Yeah, y'all answer that. I'm going to get some more water. Oh, could you get me a water? Uh, 14. 14? Um, f- yeah, 15, I think. I, I was right there around you chip i was like 13 14 <clears throat> when i started i probably should have started slightly sooner because i was i was like thought it was really cool at first i was like facial hair and i would mm-hmm. like try my hardest to let it grow right out. i so remember i, I remember by like 12, 13 i remember by 16 17 um during like spring break i would let it grow and i would get a nice a nice little close-knit goatee i could get i could get a full beard at 16 yeah um, the mustache well, wasn't great. Yeah, and me being at uh, Catholic school, you know, Mount of Sales, we couldn't have a beard. Well, so. at the, the Tattnall, oh, we yeah, have it right, right, um, right. It, that's how I knew, like, talking about, like, I can look at guys. It's weird. Like, so girls to me, when I see them, I'm like, you look like you're 20. Guys look way younger to me. Mm. But I was also a guy that grew up, like, when I was 16 at Tattnall, I eventually had to, like, have a conversation with my headmasters because they were getting on to me for not shaving, but it was legitimately five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Like I was looking at him like I shaved last night at 10 o'clock at night. I can't, you can't get on to me That's, for this. There, There's there nothing I can do about the it. The one teacher in particular, um, coach Tobias, if you're listening, I know you're not, but, um, <laughs> thank you for all the demerits coach. back in high school. <laughs> AP stats was dreadful. Cause I knew I was going to get a demerit when I walked in. Cause I had <laughs> a slight crustache. Thank you so much. Oh, they were strict about that. Oh, oh we God. had to, Tatna was so strict, they would walk in, then you get called out of class, they'd hand you a one-bladed disposable razor, oh. and then a can of like year-old <laughs> strawberry-scented women's leg shaving cream, uh, and that's what you had to shave with. Wow. And then when I got older and I could drive, every time they tried to do that to me, I would just leave school and go home and shave and come back. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> so, yeah, I was kind of late. Uh a late bloomer, but the I, I was actually telling the story the other day, and it, since I'm talking tea and smack today, uh, <laughs> uh, we you know you did no shave November in high school it was really fun because everybody's like, look at me. So, anyways, we all did it, but you know mine wasn't great because I was like, what however old I was, fifteen, sixteen, sixteen, seventeen, I don't know. Uh, no, I was a senior. <laughs> so and he was like, so I was like, yeah, we're talking about no shave in November. I'm like, yeah, I'm having fun. And he was like, that's a month. It was like near the end of the month. He's like, that's a month's growth. <laughs> Stupendous like, wave. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, ouch, it hurt me. But now I can grow a better beard than him. I was about to say, ah, yes. pretty good beard now. It's karma. So. Yeah. So <laughs> it is weird. Like some people jump in that. Cause I do know some people that like in high school, nothing like no facial hair at all. And then I'll see them now where I haven't seen them in years. 
and they've got like a super thick like jet black beard and i'm like where did that come from yeah it's uh but a lot of times people um if they just let it grow and then eventually groom it like even if they have it patchy it'll eventually kind of fill in yeah which a lot of people don't know Oh yeah, my mustache technically still doesn't like do great connecting to the beard. It's just I've learned how to groom it properly to do so. I have no sideburns. <laughs> that's, oh, really? that's my spot. What my, about two sideburns? You want some milk? My sideburns <laughs> are an issue because my beard's such a drastically different color than my hair, mm. and the mm. those two spots mesh together a lot. So uh, it's what really I know, hard for me to make it look natural. Does the carpet match the drapes? <laughs> Oh. Which drapes? Well, I was going to say which drapes. Uh, head, oh, the, head only, the only drapes. No, he's got beard drapes. And I got his, beard uh, drapes and then uh, head drapes. Head drapes. Uh, well, does that make the beard? I, like I was talking about a couch or something. Yeah. Oh, we know what we're talking about. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Does <laughs> the beard? Does, yeah. Is the beard like the couch then? Yeah. And yeah. The does the, does the drapes? The, does the drapes match the? Do the carpet match the the, the roof tiling? <laughs> <laughs> it all goes together. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense, guys. It all. It, it might not all match, but it all works together it's matching <laughs> colors yeah that's still better i would rather have that than like this space but i i'm able to do okay no i can do okay um <laughs> i bet ashley is loving this i hope so i hope so. this is only this is for her and maybe this is the way to do it because i do like a like a catch-up yeah, oh, yeah, yeah i like this yeah. and i'm sure eventually it'll just kind of naturally get to star wars at some point maybe oh, oh well it's usually we start it all, it star wars <laughs> and it goes true. the other way we so do. we'll see how this goes <laughs> you know i'm i'm We'll t- we'll test out. We'll we'll check the stats. We'll do this method for a while. Mm. Check the stats and uh, see how see how it does. Um, by the way, how's your? By the way, Ch- or Cam has a podcast. How's that going? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we took a couple of weeks off. Um, yeah, I thought y'all did because I hadn't seen anything. Just just um, from me being in school and and my brother starting a new job and and trying to get his life together before that and all. Um, but. I like a couple of weeks off here and there, but it, it's really tough on him. He's, he thinks we should just, he thinks there's people out there looking and waiting <laughs> for new episodes. And well, I hope there are. Y'all do but, pretty well, I think. Yeah. Um, I feel that way, even though I know it's like a handful of people listening. But mm-hmm. um, so, like, if when we do miss like a week or it's like three or four in the case of Andor, it hurts me because mm. I do like, and I just like to, well, I like to catch up anyway. I like to talk Star Wars, but. Um, so I understand that. But anyway, his podcast is called Two Song Podcast and it's really cool. Pretty yeah. cool. If you if you check it out, just, cool. just scroll and, and pick a song that you know or that you like yeah. and um, start there and they and, discuss the individual songs and then put it into either a love song or a fight song. And uh yeah. I've been on there too, so shout out to myself. Yeah, we did we've done <laughs> two of Sean's songs and uh Chick Chip's song, um Glacier Eyes and um Sean has come on otherwise to talk about other people's songs. And yeah, this is just my pitch to get back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is my pitch to be on the show at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, know, yeah, we, to actually be on it. Yeah, yeah. We did your song, so we it's owe you that. Going, I think. Yeah. Um, but well, we can go ahead and get into Andor. I'm I'm cool with that. We'll we'll talk Sean's about like, stuff. Hook. If you want no, me to no, talk no. about it, it kind of naturally lead into Star Wars. I went to that Star oh. Wars exhibit. Oh, yeah, oh, let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah, let's talk um, about that. Yeah, so we went to Atlanta. That's the same trip where I went to Linux. Um, and we did uh, Star Wars first, and then we did the Monet experience after that. Oh, I saw some videos of that. Nice. It looks really cool. The, I'll start with Monet yeah. since we'll lead into Star <laughs> Wars. 
Um, the Monet experience is awesome. It yeah. is if you've seen the Van Gogh experience. I was I went to. I think Sean didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. Very similar to Van Gogh from because my girlfriend went to Van Gogh. I didn't go to Van Gogh, but she said it was really similar. And she actually said that the Monet was a little bit better done oh. than the Van Gogh. Yeah. I, I saw um, some videos, and I mean, obviously, it doesn't compare to being in person, but yeah. The projector looked, room part was yeah. awesome. Like, that part was so cool. And then they had, so you go in, and the first rooms was just kind of like a history of Monet kind of room. You got different sections. You go read about where he did certain paintings, how he came up with the ideas, what kind of methods he kind of came up with and used Ooh. and stuff. And then from there, you go into a room that is uh, a replica of his studio. Mm-hmm. And that room's really cool. You go to each section and it's got like what looks like handwritten notes by him that are quotes that he's made that you can read while you look around. I think that was the same setup as Van Gogh, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, and then from there you go into a room and for him it was uh, the lily pads painting. It was like a mm-hmm. real life version of that. So you like walked around the lily pads painting. <laughs> they had like the floor had a projector on it. So it had like the creek with the koi fish in it and then had the bridges so you could walk over them. That part was really cool. And then from there, you went to the projector room. They had stuff for you to sit in and, like, blankets laid out on the floor if you wanted to sit in the middle of the floor. And they had, like, a whole thing that went on. It last the, the projector from, like, the beginning of one part to, like, wrap around to get back to that part probably took 20, 25 minutes oh, cool. worth of it. Is, um, uh, is it still going on or is yeah. it done? They said it'll actually go probably for a pretty long time. Their plan from when we talked to them was they'll have Monet probably until first quarter of next year. Um, Cool. And then they're probably going to swap it out to bring Van Gogh back. Mm -hmm. I was going to say Manet. Manet. Go from Monet to Manet. Is Manet an instrument? Is Monet an instrument? Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. experience as well at the very end yeah so it is, it is like the same exact setup but yeah, like the, i i would like to see it uh specifically I mean, my girlfriend artist, said that the uh the studio part like the studio right. replica was better done with the monet <clears> one <throat> than it was van gogh the vr was yeah for the van gogh was flying it gave me kind of gave me a headache but the, yeah mine wasn't like mine didn't attach right right something was messed up yeah and so i couldn't fully enjoy the it. monet vr was pretty cool there were a few parts where it kind of like you could tell the computer was struggling a little bit um, where you kind of skip a little bit, but other than that, it was really cool. Um, its whole deal was it was kind of similar to the room with the where you were in the, the little room? pads painting. Yeah, I know. Movie. He said the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tommy Wiseau comes out of the corner. <laughs> wow! So, why? I did not. Why? Pa- I did not paint this. I did not. <laughs> I did not paint this. I did um, not. But yeah, you just kind of oh, hi, Mark. It was. It, <laughs> hi, I will Monet. say it. Oh, hi, Monet. <laughs> I'm really good with hi, the VR. And 3D stuff, it doesn't give me a headache or screw me up, really. Um, this one it. slightly did because it was the sensation of walking, but you didn't have control of it. Mm-hmm. So uh. I'm fine with movement, mm-hmm. but it's generally when it's been that, it's movement. Like a, like the Star Wars had a space one, and you're like in a starfighter. Uh, kind of like when you take um, too much Ambien. <laughs> right. Um, well, and those that. are fine because I kind of can get into the idea of like, okay, I'm in a vehicle that's moving. I'm not necessarily moving, but this one was like, you're walking through this. So my body was kind of like, you're not actually walking, but it looks like we're walking. That's how Van Gogh was too. You were walking yeah. through the countryside, like you were moving and you could look mm-hmm. around, but yeah, this, yeah. It, this one was cool. Cause it kind of like, it was cool how it transitioned from like one painting to the other while you were in them. Um, 
I'd say it was probably the other than just like the first room of just kind of random factoids. Mm. Uh, the studio, the lily pads room, and the projector room were probably the coolest parts. Mm. And then we did the uh, Star Wars exhibit. Um, the Star Wars exhibit was really cool, but really, it was not what I thought it was going to be. Um, so from what I've been able to gather online, because at first I thought like so you don't even know what it is without going online <laughs> after it, being there. It, even after <laughs> what being was there. that? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, because was I was that? expecting it to be like a lot of props and stuff. Yeah, you would um, think. And it ended up like it still ended up like being right up my alley. It ended up being like a lot of collectibles. Um, but really nice, cool collectibles. Um, calm, cool, and collectible. <laughs> <laughs> like they had uh, a full size Anakin <laughs> pod racer there. Oh, that's cool. Um, sometimes oh. stuff would get thrown off a little bit because it'd have something really cool and then something kind of janky right there with it. It's like the oh. Anakin pod racers right there, and you're like, that's awesome. And then hanging by like fishing line from the ceiling, it's just this like janky Watto that looks like he's just floating there. And I'm like, oh he, he kind of messes up the, so, the pod racer. So what was, it? what was it? Was it like just <laughs> it, one dude's stuff or was it well, like a bunch of people? Or? So that's what we couldn't figure out while we were going through it. We're like, is this one dude's collection or what? And what we found out from what we can gather, it seems. So anyone who's listening who's not like in Georgia, it might be drastically different because what it seems like it is, is it's an almost like semi-local accumulation of other people's collections put into one because mm -hmm. when we were online we found a section that actually says like if you have something you'd like to possibly have shown in the exhibit contact us here i got my old uh qui-gon Jin lightsaber that was really terrible are you talking I actually about the don't, toy one i actually don't have that yeah the, i had the qui-gon Jin one and i'm mad i don't have it anymore because it's worth a lot of money now oh i had the qui-gon like, Jin one too well yep. you say the you mean like the uh, from back in the day yeah, like the episode, when episode one was out. Well, the shoot. Toy. Like the light-up <laughs> lightsaber that made the sounds. Yep. Mm -hmm. that I, thing. Didn't, no, I didn't have the light-up one. It's worth like, I was just talking about like just the regular cheap ones. Yeah, no. like years ago, the one that made sounds and stuff. So it's probably worth more now, but at the time it was worth like $350. Huh. Yeah, I have um, well, uh, a, a pressing of a 1990s edition uh, Tarkin action mm. figure that I found and uh, a 1999 original pressing of Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan from episode one. Ooh. Original pressing still in nice. the box, mint condition. So that'd be pretty cool. We we should do that. We should do show and tell. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I, I got. Stuff. I'd be all for that. I got. Stuff. I got. Mm. I could bring the thing I bought there. Uh, yeah. Well, like, I didn't buy it. Uh, my girlfriend Caitlin, uh, she did that for good me. Good gun, Caitlin. That was shout out. Was, um, <laughs> she didn't cool. give me a choice because uh, right now with Christmas stuff, she keeps telling me I can't buy more Christmas presents, and then <laughs> I'll be like, I bought another thing. Um, so we were standing there and like. I, I really, one thing that's always annoyed me with Star Wars collectibles, with Clone Wars specifically, is all the Clone Wars collectibles are almost always, here's something in Clone Wars if it was realistic. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, I want mm. something Clone Wars that's the art style of Clone Wars. Yeah. And they had this Obi-Wan bust of him in like his lightsaber two-finger pose um, that was in the art style of the show. And I thought it was really cool and I wanted it, but it was not cheap. Um, mm. and, but my girlfriend, well, goes, shout out to Caitlin again. Yeah. That was cool. She, she was like, is there anything here you really want? And I was like, I really, I'd like the Obi-Wan thing, but I don't want to pay that much money. And then she just grabbed it and ran to the register. She's uh, like, don't um, get cheap on me, Dotson. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure the people, uh, working there did 
kind of freaked out when they saw her just grab it and run. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brownie yeah. points. But then afterwards, it was even cooler because I found out that it was not just a cool collectible, but they only made 3,000 of them. Oh, so. kind of like your uh, Soka lightsabers, right? Yeah. Um, similar you to that, you're, you're, again, you're all just, the you're scooping up limited all edition stuff. I, I want to say the uh, annoyed about the Ahsoka ones recently because they did another release um, mm. similar to the Ahsoka ones, but it was Anakin's and Obi Wan's lightsabers together that came in like this really cool box similar to the Ahsoka one. And wow. when it opened it, I think it plays like the Battle of the Heroes song and all that. I was like, man, I really wish I'd gotten. That. Hey, you can give me the Ahsoka ones if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I won't complain. Um, I was going to say, I, th- I think my favorite era of Star Wars merchandise was Phantom Menace. Like, there, there's something oh, there's really there's so good, there's good stuff. Yeah, man. there's uh, something magical. magical. If you were a kid in that time, like, there was just it, the whole prequels, really. Yeah. There was just so much stuff. I remember Attack of the Clones Gogurt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the Jar Jar Binks lollipop. The Revenge of the Sith, I don't remember as much because I was just, I was actually more into, like, ah. Oh. Watching the oh, movies. I, remember I wish I wasn't such a kid at the time because, you know, I had all the action figures, but I played with them like an idiot, like yeah. an idiot kid playing with toys. <laughs> you geez, you idiot. I actually chip. had so pre-LED bulbs that weren't super hot. I had uh, the Darth Maul from Phantom Menace that would like had like the thing where you'd like squeeze his legs and he'd like turn his torso to like mm. move his lightsaber. And I was playing with him as a kid, and I was on the coffee t- or the dining room table doing it. And I was like, you know, it'd be cool if Darth Maul was hanging from the chandelier. His neck. <laughs> and so I had Darth Maul like hanging on to a light bulb on the chandelier. And then I decided I was done playing and left Darth Maul there. <laughs> and when by the time someone realized it, they realized it because they could anymore. smell the melting plastic uh. <laughs> that had now just a, a half melted Darth Maul was melting. just hanging from a light bulb. I'm melting. <laughs> yeah. It's too hot. I was a weird kid too where Specifically, I think this was Revenge of the Sith era. I really, like, I liked, I was the same way I played with all the toys and stupidly <laughs> that now be worth money. <laughs> yeah. But I I was always annoyed that I didn't, ha- I had a bunch of good guys, but not that many bad guys. Mm. I had Grievous and that was like it. So every time we would go, I was the one kid in like all of America, I think, that would beg my mom or grandma to buy me a battle droid. I'd be like, I just want one battle droid so that they never. have a battle droid to fight. Never had a battle droid. I don't think. I think. No, I they had. never got it for me. One day I'm going to see that in like a random comic store or something. I'm just going to buy it just because I finally have it. So my favorite ones, I just remembered. Once again, stupid idiot kid playing with them, um, losing all the parts to him. But I had from episode two, Slave One. I'm sorry, fire spray class, uh, cargo, cargo ship. Um, uh, like, the Obi Wan's Jedi Starfighter, the Triangle one, and oh, Zam cool. Zamwazel's uh, little speeder from Coruscant. Oh, that's awesome! And had all all of them, including little Boba and Django, because Django at the time was my favorite character at the time. Um, little Boba, little, <laughs> little Boba. My goodness, you've grown. I love. <laughs> yeah. I wish I'd been in the Legos when I was yeah. a kid and not an adult oh. because there was <laughs> so much. I've money. never been into Legos. Uh, too much, Lego too much concentration. I just yeah. hit the halfway point on finishing my UCS Millennium Falcon Lego. How long did that take you? Uh, a long time. Because I'm really I, <laughs> that's like, that's why I, I don't just, like Legos. <laughs> I, well, I just zen yeah, no. I, I probably like take Monopoly. way longer yeah. than everybody else because mm. it's just like I zone out. 
I'll have something playing on the laptop and I like meticulously like organize each piece from the bag each time I open it where I'm sure like other people just like dump it out and they're just straight to now it. Now that I think about it, I think it might be due to my colorblindness that I don't like Legos. Oh, yeah. Mm. I never put There would definitely together, be like some shades I feel like that would yeah. be difficult. Mm. Well, that makes which, sense. Which colors? Are all. All colors? Oh, yeah. I'm not, it's not, it's not, obviously it's not black and white, gray, whatever. Right. It's not grayscale, but it's, it's, I'm blue, purple, green, orange, green, red, yellow, green, orange, green, uh, pink, gray, so your Georgia oh, yeah. shirt um, would look like if it were green, it would look identical. Is that right? If it was a dark green, yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell. Hmm. Yeah, there it's would definitely that the, be. It's weird I that think those colors. Be okay, for like the Falcon specifically, because it's ninety yeah. percent gray. Yeah, so you'd be able to tell like that's light gray, <laughs> dark gray. Um, but there'd still be some pieces that would probably be that, an issue. That, that's why all my like characters in video games, if you can like customize them to their color scheme and stuff, it's always black and white. Colors. Is it just two shades, or is it fifty shades of gray? <laughs> it's actually 50 great shades darker 50 oh the sequel and the sequel to that 50 shades darker -er. darker -er -er. dumb and dumber -er. you you didn't know that was the third in the dumb and dumber -er. dumb and dumber -er. um harari well i had a lot of jedi toys and there's not a lot of jedi in andor andor that was my not smooth segue the finale was fantastic let's go through everybody's opinion uh start with chip uh, who obviously hates this show. Like, yeah, I don't know about, what his problem is. It's, it's, no, I, I sat there and I watched it and um, I got it was it was emotional, man. It was heavy. I I got teary eyed, and I usually that usually doesn't happen to me for much of Star Wars. It does sometimes, and it has before, obviously. But um, but a lot of it, a lot of the episode, we can get into more specifics later. Right now, we're just doing general, I guess. Um, general Andor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was waiting on Sean to say it, but um, <laughs> but it, I'm still. F- like reeling over my Fifty Shades of Grey joke, so <laughs> we're all reeling over your Fifty Thank Shades you. of Grey. Joke. I don't think you appreciate it as much as I did. I was, I was looking over at Chip, like, did I get a pat on the back? No, <laughs> I, did, I laughed. Did you? I did. Did I you? Because think... I watched you. <laughs> I think I did. Um, did you laugh? I laughed. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, Andor, it was, um, yeah, very powerful. I, I told my family, I was like, that's the um, probably my favorite hour of Star Wars I've ever watched. Wow, like the just the hour because it was you know fifty minutes. So there's been longer stretches that I might prefer, <laughs> but just that specific hour was probably the best. And I just um I came off of it just uh, b- blown away by by all the threads leading to this episode and how everything concluded. And it was so worth the uh, the slower pacing and the world building and the character development. Everything was totally completely paid off. At the end, and I, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm vindicated in saying it's my favorite Star Wars show, especially and maybe media. That's that's how I feel. All right, Ooh. yeah. That I'm I'm really glad that you felt that way. <laughs> I am. No, I I want you to be man. I want people to enjoy it. I said you, that's the exact same thing after Book of Boba Fett. You're like I, you're like I'm so glad you felt that way. <laughs> I am. Like, I, I love Boba Fett. It was so good. You're like I'm so happy for you, Chip. <laughs> I am. I I'm a little jealous because I want to share in that. But uh, Cam, I, I agree with most of those things, Chip. Um, oh, I uh, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite hour, um, but. Uh, Maybe my favorite Star Wars show after the finale. Um, the finale was beautiful. It finally paid off that they, that he was in prison for three episodes, um, 
and it was moving and uh, beautiful and amazing. Well, I'll go ahead and say my opinion, then go back to Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah uh, it had some it had some great moments, uh, and I like the cinematography. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, I like I like the funeral scene. Thought it was great. Her speech was great. I liked. Oh man, I, I loved the ending scene a lot. Mm. A, so, lot. a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a uh, lot. It was really cool. But you know, I'm a Lutheran fan, um, and so actually, it was funny at that point. I'm like, seriously, because <laughs> I was like, finally, like drawn in. I'm like, all right, let's do this, and then which which is good because it'll actually. Reel mm-hmm. me in for the next season. But, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I appreciate it and respect it. <laughs> Hayden, <laughs> <laughs> a little break up there. I'm gonna go right back to absolutely adored it. Um, everything about it, I thought it. Yeah, was. that's why I'm letting you go last because <laughs> <laughs> after all that, and then yeah, I talk. We'll break like it up a little bit. Really anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely adored it. Um, I think it's just a master class of a series of showing how to properly do a slow paced specifically tv show um even the episode itself is a master class of how to build tension and to build emotion over a much slower pace than most things would be we'll get in the specifics uh after this but the the whole episode is that i'm a person that you put me in a real life scenario and I'll be the stoic, the the vast over there in the corner, like showing no emotion. You put me in front of a TV screen and I'll ball like a baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. So numerous times throughout that episode had tears flowing. Um, but not just like, like I said, it's a dif- different type of emotion though. Like I'll cry in like big emotional scenes and stuff, but this was just the tension that it was creating. And then the, the payoffs and how long the payoffs like drew out to really like make them that much better. Mm-hmm. Like just had me emotional from beginning to end of that episode. It was absolutely fantastic. The character arcs all were wrapped up almost perfectly. There's one character arc I'll get into that. I think they could have done a little bit more with, but I don't, I will say I don't really have an answer for how much they could have done with it. It might be something that they can do in season two. I think they will. Um, but other than that, I think Luthans, uh, Cassians, even all the people in the town, like mostly minor characters had incredible payoff moments in that episode. So I think that, yeah, it is, Hands down, my favorite Star Wars TV show, without a doubt, and I would probably put it as possibly my second favorite Star Wars media. Um, I think the only thing that might beat it is Empire. Wow. Yep. You know, heads over here, like uh, to all the other Star Wars shows, you are on this council, but we do not <laughs> grant you the rank of master class. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a brilliant movie! <laughs> Wait, Revenge of the Sith. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I was t- like, it's a show, Sean. <laughs> no wonder <laughs> no, you hate it. If, that was why it was so long. I <laughs> <laughs> watching a twelve-hour movie. Um. No, I uh, totally. I mean, I, I, I don't have I, I without repeating stuff. Um. Really, uh, under I I appreciate everything about it. 
just don't dig it. Dig it. Um, <clears throat> but so, man, well, Chip went away during... <laughs> right now i'm like oh okay i don't know what to say right, when we're gonna get into it well i'll, I'll say <laughs> yeah, cam say something else <laughs> I, I think i got caught up in chip's passion um and i think i'd still put the mandalorian over it um but otherwise i was thinking of live action shows so it'd probably be mandalorian and or um we had uh boba and obi-wan obi-wan and then uh boba yeah uh for me are we counting animated shows and Oh, I forgot Bad Batch. Yeah, and then I thought of like um, Bad Batch, and uh, I wouldn't put Bad Batch above any of those, but I would probably put like Rebels above it. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, mainly referring to uh, just the. uh, What? You don't put Droid Tales at number one? (laughs) Holiday Special number one. Best Star Wars show. (laughs) And then the Ewok show. And then, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And then Attack of the Clones. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, uh, man, I don't know. I have to think about it. Like, I think pretty much like for all the shows, I understand what people like about it. And I understand what people don't like about it. And I mostly like relate to, like I um, understand the criticisms of Obi-Wan. I understand it for Boba Fett. I understand it for Mandalorian. And I understand why people like Andor. And I understand why people don't like Andor because I'm um, just not a fan. But I don't know. If I had to rank it, um, I'll say Mandalorian still number one uh as far as the disney plus era uh not counting clone wars rebels any of that mandalorian clone wars kind of technically counts which one clone wars last season oh yeah that's true well if we're doing that then that's a different story <laughs> let's not let's not include that one yeah i'll stick with the the main one so yeah mandalorian's my favorite still season two is my favorite star wars star wars show star wars show everyone <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I highly disagree with anybody who says that it was just a cameo fest because um, I, I think everything, every cameo in that show uh, was, it made sense and it logically led to the next step. In uh, Mandalorian? Season two, yeah. yeah. Um, so I totally disagree with anybody who, who has to criticize the other shows for being cameo fest and having no substance. Just 100% disagree with that. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I'll say that and then was it four shows? Mandalorian and Bad Batch. So uh, after after uh, Mandalorian, uh, what I say? I said uh, I said oh uh, you can't trust this man's I, opinion. You can't <laughs> even keep up with his own list. How I, can you trust his? I'm opinion? trying to visualize all the shows in my head because I don't want to uh, screw it up. So yeah, Mandalorian, Obi Wan, Boba Fett, Bad Batch, Andor. It's a list. Mm. Mine is that's one that is one of the that is one of the lists of all time. It's a list. I don't think it's that wild. I think the only thing that's weird about it is Andor. I think that's what throws people off. Um, the same uh, as like either me or you are going to be on the differing end because I would put I'm going to put Bad Batch significantly higher. Wait, so higher than what? Uh, I would say my <laughs> so, so I guess I just my list goes uh, Andor. And or what? I'm, I'm stuck between. <laughs> I'm stuck between two of them for a second. Gonna do it. Um, <laughs> I watched you. Andor and. Hate you do it. Wait, sorry. What'd you say? I, I, I'm. I'm going to say this for number two. I don't think this is actually number two in quality. It's number two for me, just personally. Well, and I can say that as well. Like I know Obi Wan is not. Yeah, Obi Wan's uh, my number two. Is not okay. Good. Yeah. That makes me feel good because so, in quality, no, it's not as good as Andor, and that's my frustration. Yeah. 
Obi Wan's uh, my number two just for the last episode alone. The last episode. That great. last episode. Yeah. So, so perfect. His his performance. Um, Ewan's performance is great. Yeah, always. And Hayden's um, honestly. Yeah. And um, Wade's. What? And Wade's. And <laughs> Wade. <laughs> Wade. Um, that still makes me laugh. And I still love little young Leia. I think she's fantastic. I do too. Mm-hmm. I, I. Um. But my number three would be uh, probably B- Bad Batch. BB. Mine's I, probably Bad Batch. I might put Bad Batch over Boba. Did I say Bad Batch over Boba? Mm-hmm. No. Or no, no, you said Boba said over Boba Bad Batch. Did I? I'm going to go back and switch that. Uh, but no, no, I can't. I can't because of the Mando episodes. Um, I yeah, can't. Yeah. Well, I have that, to. So I want to put Mandalorian above Bad Batch. The only reason I don't is I, I strongly agree with you if it, anybody who criticizes season two is being uh, cameo fest. I think... The reason I put Bad Batch above it is I think Bad Batch is significantly stronger than season one of Boba Fett. Um, I or think season season two, one of Boba Fett or, or I mean or season one of Mando. I agree um, with that. Actually. I think season two is where Mando really found its feet. Yeah, um, I was not on board. I liked Mando, but I was not like on board with it until season two because yeah, it, it didn't I, feel like it had a lot of um, um, stakes. Like the stakes were um, high. And I, this is going to sound hypocritical because one of the reasons <laughs> I love. What we do. One of the reasons I love season one of Mando is the reason that I also don't rank it is I love the fact that Mando season one was done and that it was purposely done this way, almost like a a Western show or like a Saturday morning cartoon or something like that, where each each episode is kind of its own story. And I love that. I love that about the show. But season two is where it definitely found its feet of being kind of its own cohesive story. Mm-hmm. Um, where everything kind of started to connect a little bit more. So I think season two is better than season one of Mando. Yeah. If it weren't for season one, I would put it above Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say uh, and Andor, a little Obi-Wan. With the Bad Batch uh, comments. Bad Batch. Huh? I said you're you're kind of in pain right now with the Bad Batch over, <laughs> over uh, Boba. I um, can feel it. You know, Boba's so polarizing. You know, I don't, I don't, you know Boba. <laughs> I'll say so polarizing. I, I love Boba. I'll, I'll say this: every show I'm listing, I don't dislike a single one of yeah. them. Okay. Um, Fair. I don't have near the criticism. I I was one of the people who would like go online after an episode of Boba and be like, I don't understand this. I loved everything about that except for the Vespas. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think yeah, that liked episode the was not great. Yeah. Um, I still like the episode. I just didn't like the Vespas. Wow. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I'd say, uh, Andor, Obi-Wan, Mando, Bad Batch, Boba. I can get on board or, I mean, for uh, the most part. Bad Batch, Mando, Boba. Other than Mando. But I say, I understand your, understand that. I think Bad Batch, I really hope season two goes into, um, a little bit more, uh, cohesion. Cause I feel like, um, like the, I feel like the first half of Bad Batch was so strong. Uh, at least to me, like the first episode or the, the first, three episodes, the whatever you want to call stronger it. Stronger than the second. Yeah, half. the second half just felt like really like disappointing. Like it didn't go anywhere. I like Bad Batch as much as I do for the same reason. I'd say that I like Rebels more than Clone Wars. And yeah, me is, too. It's a much smaller story. Well, yeah. I like it because it's a. Uh, even though I said it wasn't cohesive, it still like looks like they're going. It's a general, uh, general story in mine. <laughs> um, but but uh, no, it's uh, like with Clone Wars. I love Clone Wars, but it's like it is what it is. Like it's got arcs, and then they yeah, go to got, completely new characters. Filler. Yeah. So, but um, the best of the best of Clone and the Wars. The Bad Batch doesn't have filler. 
Yeah, well, the Bad Batch is totally ass filler. Rebels and Bad Batch have filler, but I think where it gets me is the filler still involves the main cast. Yeah. Where Clone Wars, yeah. it's like, we're about that to go true. four episodes without Anakin, Ahsoka, mm-hmm. or Obi-Wan. How do you, did you, want a how do you feel about this? Four episodes of just the droids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Gascon. You that don't was, know him, but you're going to hate him. That did was you rough. want a three-episode arc of Mace Windu and Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> We've got it. Man. Don't worry. It involves the Night Sisters somehow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> exactly. that's interesting. Or, <laughs> and then Jar Jar Binks gets a girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Tales of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. I'm counting yeah. that. I'm gonna I count have that. to count that because I, I thought I, that was great. I don't know where. I, we'll come back and reorder it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, makes, that throws a wrench in it. Yeah, I forgot. I don't know how I forgot about it. I guess because it was a short series. But right. Chip, rank your series. I'm really curious. Just the Disney Plus series, which is four, five with Bad five. Batch. Right. Okay. Andor, uh, Boba, Mandalorian, Kenobi, Bad Batch. Uh, that. That makes sense. Yeah, that track. I was about to say, that's probably not that weird. No, that actually makes a lot of and sense. And then Tales of the Jedi, now that we can start on me with that, I can, let me think back about it. Probably, I'm going to guess for you. You Guess. Yeah, that's fun, because I already I decided <laughs> where it was already. I don't know if it's before or after Obi-Wan. After. It's anime. After. <laughs> oh, we did. We talk about visions. Oh, no. oh yeah, visions. No. And, oh, yeah, because you like visions. I so. love visions. Me too. Uh, and uh, I mean, dang, just, there really has been. If we're a throwing in Disney content. Plus stuff, or I mean, yeah, you're right. We got the Studio Ghibli Baby Yoda short. Okay. Guess what that is for me on my list. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Can you guess. imagine for Vision? <laughs> if it's not right after Andor, then I don't know. What's wrong. It's actually Visions <laughs> Andor. I didn't think uh, about Visions. Specifically, the uh, the the Jedi uh, band. <laughs> yeah, your favorite episode. My favorite. <laughs> My favorite hour of, of, of Star Wars <laughs> that's television. Your, that's, a, that's your actual favorite hour. Yeah. You're just kind of like lying earlier. I, I, I love Studio J. Blay, Boba, Boba Fett. <laughs> but it had Tamara, so It did have Tamara, And I, and I love um, Hopper from Stranger Things talking oh, like a samurai. I that's wonderful. Oh my gosh, I know you're being sarcastic, but I like it. I love, <laughs> yeah. it. I I love know, that. I know y'all do. Hopper. And I'm over here remembering stuff that like, because I was so angry about it. Yeah. I remember it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I really like that episode. I remember liking that. And I forgot Hopper was in it. He's like my yeah. man crush I, right I there. I love that. Yeah, me too. And then the furries. Remember the furry episode? Yeah, I wanted oh, yeah. to <laughs> with the with the with the Lola Bunny Jedi. Yeah, I'm not on board with that. Yeah. Uh, Cam, did you rank yours yet? Yeah, um, but I wasn't thinking about um, well, you don't have to... visions or well, um, you can put it in there if you the want. Jedi. That's what she said. Um, that's what she said alright <laughs> okay Mando still yeah definitely um uh okay hmm <laughs> I'm like sweating with anticipation <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> my butthole's clenched okay yeah Mando Who wants to be a millionaire music place <laughs> and or Obi-Wan Tales of Jedi Yeah, Boba Fett visions. Did you say Bad Batch? Oh, geez, how many are there? I know that's what I was saying. Like <laughs> we're now at seven. Talk about Star I Wars think Bad Batch. Like, we're at though. seven, but there's probably nine. Bad Batch is last, so that's easy. Yeah, there are probably two more that we forgot. Baby Yoda thing. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. <laughs> no, I haven't watched it. So, I, but obviously, I'm not even gonna like compare it, even without seeing it. I, I just know with those two, that's that makes it really hard. Yeah, that was tough. Um, well, I know it's two. I think me and Chip might be on board with the least favorite. I think. <laughs> Thanks. Visions and. Uh, I feel bad for putting uh, Visions last on mine, but I think it's still going to be last. 
I don't want it to be last because I love it, but I think it's still going to be last. I mean, you love it all. You're a Star Wars yeah. fan. I mean, um, that's that's a good Star Wars fan right there. Tales of the Jedi is a little tougher, though, because it's according to the storyline. <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about the Ahsoka episodes or the Dooku episodes would drastically change where I put it? Um, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but which one outweighs more? Like, right. I can't yeah. give way more weight to the Dooku and uh, Qui-Gon and... I, I hate, hate to do this, but I think mine are simply just going to be that uh, Tales of the Jedi is second to last and Visions is last. Because mm-hmm. I hate to do it just because as much as I love Ahsoka as a character, I'd put her in like my top three favorite Star Wars characters probably, but I thought her episodes were a little weaker than Dooku's. I feel that way, 100%. Like yeah. I love Ahsoka and I didn't care that they yeah. made this. I'm yeah. happy that uh, Ashley Eckstein got to be Same. back. Yeah, I was but very happy. That was the extent that. of Dooku's it. episodes are just so good. I'm so on board with fu- like Ahsoka in the future, like seeing where she's going. Oh, yeah, same. Yeah. Like that's that's exciting. That's the most exciting so thing. So which one did you put last? Uh, Visions. Yeah. I, I hate to do it. but Yeah, I think I have to do the same thing and push Boba up above um I, I feel bad for that. I put Boba Fett down below. <laughs> well, now I can say that Andor's not my least favorite because of visions. So that's good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's the positive. Are we getting a vision season two? Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do I believe might. that. I do believe it. I wonder. Studio Ghibli short. You know what? Just just because I want to throw it in there, I'm gonna put number one. It's just because it's two minutes oh, long, no. and who cares? Uh, Studio Ghibli. It's because number. it's Studio Ghibli and Lucasfilm working together, number one. Number one? Number one. And that's your favorite thing, it's the, two that minutes. four minute Grogu I'll, short I will watch two that, minute Grogu short. <laughs> I will watch that two minutes any day of any time. You can wake me up in the middle of the night and tell me to okay, watch well, it. Okay, well, now I kind of want to watch it. My neighbor, it's like the my neighbor Grogu-ro. <laughs> hey, it's got the dust bunnies from, uh, I forget the movie now, House Moving Castle. The, the characters that he interacts with are from a Studio Ghibli movie. Oh. Well, it's so good to have like a very broad uh cast of the show now <laughs> even more so like we were we're on the same page a lot but not but also not a lot so i guess <laughs> we're like we're going to go back with Hayden on all of our ranking lists that we've done like oh man favorite lightsabers yeah your favorite favorite lightsabers yeah we did an episode of that oh, i've got enough. strong opinions of that uh, let's do it really quick and then okay. uh we'll, we'll go back it. to some more how, andor how, stuff cuz i i think andor are we deserves it in a number or are we talking about just all? your favorite just, just like uh, what's your number one? Yeah, pick your number one. My for number now. one, number one favorite saber. or top three, top three. You yeah. can top give three. me top three. Okay, um, number one is hands down episode three Obi Wan. Ah, hands that's down. very close to my favorite. Um, <laughs> basically the same. Yeah, mine's mine's Luke's Return of the Jedi. Okay, yeah, very very close, <laughs> very similar. Uh, Lore wise, he did base it off of Obi Wan's lightsaber. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, number one, specifically episode three though. I love episode fours just cause I love dinged up mm-hmm. old looking stuff, but there's something about the shiny version of that, that I adore. Mm-hmm. Um, so number one is that number two, um, later arc. So I guess your last version of her lightsabers in clone wars, Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, that was pretty high up on mine. And then number three, curveball, Qui Gon. Curveball. You should have said Dooku. The <laughs> with this curved lightsaber. <laughs> I was thinking Dooku for a second, but I, I like there's it. something about Qui Gon's Phantom Menace lightsaber iconic. that I love. It's very iconic. I, th- I think it's also nostalgic because that was the first like real legit Star yeah. Wars lightsaber toy I had. And the, um, the funny so thing is that that 
that uh, hilt was used for so many different colors. Like I'm if you go to Walmart, you get a Qui Gon hilt with a yeah. red blade. And it, I'm still that disappointed. Kind of bothered me actually, but <laughs> to this day, have y'all ever seen um, the pictures of sideshow collectibles, like uh, experimental figure they did where it was Obi Wan during the like in between of three and four? No. They did an action figure before the Obi-Wan show that was just like what they thought Obi-Wan would be. Oh, and yes. Yeah. It was really cool because not to nerd out over it a little bit, the way they did the face sculpt is they took a computer program and morphed the faces of Alec Guinness yeah. and Ewan McGregor together. I think I did see that. But and one I- of the things that I absolutely adored about it that I really wish that the Obi-Wan show had done because it would just been a cool little touch is on his backpack you could see that he had Anakin's lightsaber and Qui-Gon's lightsaber attached to it. Ooh. That's cool. And I just, it's one of those things where I think it would have been super cool to be like, there's that. I you still, know, he's got it. I, I mean, see, I still think we're going to, I think mm. we're going to get a season two of Obi-Wan. So I, they'd be idiots not to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, whether or so not you, whether or not it. you liked the like show or the, or if you liked that, it wrapped it up nicely. It's gonna happen. So yeah. let's, let's. I don't know of a Star Wars fan that doesn't want more Ewan McGregor. Not in person. Mm. <laughs> I know plenty on Reddit. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's Reddit. Yeah, that's Reddit. Hive of scum Reddit and villainy. Hates, yeah, they hate um, everything. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go back to Andor. Chip, uh, what have you thought any more about uh, some more scenes from the finale that you liked? Finale. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. I liked it really, really because I feel like sometimes I'm like a I'm like a stand-in for him in the show. Nimics kind of stuff that he got added into with mm-hmm. his with his um manifesto. Yeah, me too. His play on Yoda's quote, there is no do or do not, there is no try. What did he say cuz I don't Nimic is just like whatever you do, do not stop. Try. Oh. He just says mm-hmm. try and that resonated with me like so much like no matter what happens, try, don't give up. Yeah. Do not stop. Even if even if the problems you're facing seem insurmountable, try. That really struck me, and then I was like, "Oh, it's like Yoda, duh! It's like Dang. that's what they're doing." But you know, um, it really that really got me, and his whole kind of deal with uh, the <laughs> the kind of rising up against the the more, um, I guess you could say, international relations version of Star Wars and his kind of viewpoint and uh, all the different kind of almost real world um, influences into his kind of manifesto resonated with me because you know i'm into that history and all that so um it was really really inspiring to me and the fact that it shows andor that was kind of his growth moment that he the fact that he was reflecting on uh this manifesto that this kid gave him and this kid was kind of the whole reason he really started off on his path to becoming a rebel um and they spliced that back in the finale i i really thought that was a really good touch well i need to watch it again at least the finale, because I'm missing so much stuff. And, and there's a bunch of little things in there too, um, uh, like uh, Brasso using Marva's remains as a weapon. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. Yeah. I love that. He like uh, basically killed. He, he he killed somebody. It reminded me of uh, Anchorman. I was like, brick killed someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, yeah, literally, literally a brick. A brick killed someone. <laughs> um, and he should, he should lay low for a few days. Um, and then uh, the whole like Les Mis the funeral march reminded me of Les Mis a lot um, with the whole uh, revolution part that Uh, funeral march was that was 
I was watery. I do that whole yeah. sequence. Yeah, the music was beautiful. And the music was fantastic. The constant beat from mm-hmm. the guy on the anvil. And the um, fact that the funeral march, in retrospect, we learned that that was the main theme for the right. the whole series. Yep. Was the funeral march. The main theme was the funeral march. Yep. And it led up to that. And when it started playing, I was like, wait, that's the main theme. Yeah. The music. Whoa. The Boba. Musically, this. Fat. <laughs> Boba, I can't remember how the actual Boba Fett theme goes because because when they did that at the end of the sorry not to go off but we'll get back on um the Andor uh, anything to get off Andor no 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 <laughs> this is Boba so it's not uh, uh, no I love it that's fine yeah. I'll talk about Boba uh, all day no just the end at uh, when they did the finale with yeah. the Boba Fett and adding Boba Fett into the theme on the last episode you remember that right yeah just but before it was just like uh ha! yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 but I can't remember dun, how it goes. I can't hear it in my dun, head. But anyways, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, uh, I just remembered that. That made me think of it. And I just like pictured like uh, that same thing for Andor and how awkward that would be. <laughs> Andor. <laughs> Cassian. Yeah. Um, musically, this show was. When it comes to it like was weaving. almost as good as Obi Wan's soundtrack. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh my god! That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> the most disappointing thing. Not that it was bad. It just wasn't. Yeah. It yeah. was. Um, the theme it was, was almost good. bad. I like the theme. Yeah. Well, John Williams did. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John Williams. Yeah. Did, so. I couldn't. Um, I couldn't recall it right now. I would me. say Cassian or Cassian Andor's music as a whole was the best. Like congruent like music when it comes to actually weaving in like different light motifs and themes and making them resonate in certain ways and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. This is some of the best work star Wars has seen since like clone wars prequels, stuff like that. Like I haven't like even including John Williams doing the sequels, like there's incredible single pieces of music in the sequels. Like Ray seems fantastic. But when it comes to actually weaving it in and having it for like certain moments and then weaving in multiple light motifs into one piece of music for a certain thing, like I haven't seen it done that well in Star Wars probably since like Revenge of the Sith. Even the little things, man. Like I was watching, so on ABC it came on or whatever channel it came on. Um, I just was like, oh, I wonder what this is like with commercials. Oh, you watched it? <laughs> yeah. My, well, my parents were there and they were like, oh, it's Andor. And I was like, well, we can watch a little bit. I'd rather watch it on Disney Plus because we can get subtitles and not have commercials. But yeah. um, so we started watching it and the, one of the first scenes was uh, B2. His little theme, his little jaunty little little theme that he has <laughs> sounded like Wally. It was like a Disney thing, but it was so good and it fit so well. Little things like that, man, were so good. And then like the Neamos music, it was almost like techno yep. beat. Like it was it was so different. My favorite piece was the part in um I think it was episode three when he was leaving Ferrix for the first time, the swelling strings mm-hmm. that that scene, the th- the thick drum beat against the swelling themes and it, that that one stuck out in my mind a lot too. Um but you're right. Yeah, that's the way that they weaved the the different themes. Yeah, in. I haven't. I mean, it, it was another aspect to the storytelling, right. like, kind of like the originals. And I haven't seen that. I mean, Clone Wars had moments of it sure. without a doubt, but just as a whole, like the music it, was. I great. haven't seen that in a long time from Star Wars. Like, I mean, the sequels had it, but it's John Williams, so of course it had it. Well, I think but the sequ- and, and the Force Awakens it was great, and then Last Jedi and uh, Rise of Skywalker just kind of reused a lot of the stuff. Like there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of new, um, uh, like it was. It felt uh, Episode Eight and Nine uh, really felt like it was just kind of 
an afterthought for him. Right. Well, like Ben Solo's theme just being Kylo Ren's theme, but in major key. I actually love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, sometimes because he did, they did the same thing with uh, Palpatine's theme in uh, Phantom Menace uh, celebration. At the end, true, yeah, the yeah. celebration. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was in major key at the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> okay, uh, I'll it, sing it for the, y'all. There's a ton of <laughs> like, the, I mean, the original trilogy is with the with the, with with the, the ska, <laughs> the, the, the ska horns. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the prequels don't get near enough credit on their music and how he did it uh, in my opinion really um, i could i feel like they actually like i feel like i read a lot that people i read i read a lot, a lot of people like it <laughs> I but i don't see enough people <laughs> Wait, go into <laughs> the detail of why yeah because uh, I, I i get really into it like um star wars and lord of the rings are probably my favorite soundtracks or scores of all time Followed very closely by uh, "How to Train Your Dragon." Um, <laughs> Not that that's funny. It's just, but it is kind of. It's out, just, that it's really, just really of, different. It's yeah, really out of left field. Uh, it's out of left field, but it's. I really it's, like Brave soundtrack, <laughs> <laughs> but it's for the same reasons. It's like so, Cars like in "How to Train Your Dragon." You have, uh, I know this is completely off Star Wars, but it'll wrap around. Um, and "How to Train Your Dragon," you have Hiccup's theme and you have Toothless's theme, and. You don't realize that you've heard their theme combined to essentially be like the main like action piece, almost like theme song of the whole film until there's the moment where like they're doing their test flight together and there's the moment where he has to throw the instructions away and they just have to go by instinct. And then both of their themes come together to make a single song and you realize like, oh shit, that's the theme. Hmm. Like that's the theme. That's cool. And then like in Star Wars, like specifically episode three, there's a moment that no one ever talks about, and I wish people would talk about. And I can't remember off the top of my head all the stuff that wraps. Maybe into that's it, why. But <laughs> <laughs> the music that plays when they're crash landing onto Coruscant um, at the beginning of the movie, there's like ten. Ah, uh, yes, another themes. happy landing theme. Yeah, <laughs> that's the there's name like of it. ten another different happy light motifs and different <laughs> themes that combine into that like three minutes of the movie. And it's absolutely insane. And when you break it down, every single piece that's mixed in there mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. The magnetized theme. I need to go back and, <laughs> yeah. and listen. I've, well, I don't need to go back and listen. I've heard that soundtrack. I know that soundtrack back and forth. I actually I have need a to... friend who went to, uh, uh, I forget, what what's the big music school in New York? Uh, um, Juilliard? No, maybe, that's not in New York. That was about to say. I think that's New York. <laughs> Berkeley in Boston. <laughs> Berkeley. Maybe that's where he went. He went to uh, study uh, music at one of the big universities for it and his one of his final projects his senior year was actually breaking down that specific song wow. in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Well, that's cool. I'll have to check that out. If he's got the his uh does he have a project? Of, yeah. Does he have a podcast? <laughs> I, <laughs> I do. So. <laughs> um yeah, well, so yeah, basically we all agree that Andor was a well-made show and then some people really like it. <laughs> um but yeah, anything, uh, any other scenes or y'all want to talk about? Because I do want to talk about some, you know, some of the the future of the show and then upcoming shows since we probably will take a, a little break. Um, um, I'll mention two things, I guess, on Andor to wrap it up for me. Um, one, there is one character that I wish they had done more with. Oh, yeah, you did And again, I don't have an answer to it because it makes all the sense in the world and the payoff for this character was great, but it was great because of it was a payoff for Cassian. And that's Biggs. Mm. Um, I wish they could have done more with her. Um, 
again, I don't know the answer because her payoff that she gives to Cassian with him rescuing her <laughs> is perfect. Um, so I could that critique could go away entirely with season two. Um, so it's not like a super hard critique. And then the other is um, I'm just really interested because of the ending. I mean, the ending made sense because we knew it's going to eventually lead to him being part of the rebellion. Um, but I'm interested if we're going to get any kind of like minor time jump in season two where he's already kind of a part of the rebellion and it's kind of more of a growth of the rebellion. Rather I think than I read it was, it's a year. Is it, is that's it what be I read. I think he confirmed okay. that. That makes sense. Because so. mm-hmm. um, that's what I was wondering, if it's going to be more like him becoming part of the Rebellion or if they were going to stick with this being that story. It's um, going to be just like The Last Jedi when Ray and Luke <laughs> meet up and he Go- tosses. <laughs> I was going to say, Ghost, Ghost Crew confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. If they want to give me some fan service, that'll just have me like jump through the roof. It seems like it's the not happening crew. at all. Um, well, the Ghost was in this show. What? It was yeah. in it was in the shipyard. It was in the shipyard. It wasn't the ghost. It was just a oh the model. It might not VCX, have been, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It might not have been the ghost, but it was that model of ship. Cool. VCX. Well, dang, and now I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. They. It, it is. It is really funny to me how many uh, Easter eggs they put in this show. It would be a great way to lead into Ahsoka though, because we know we're going to get Sabine and stuff like that in Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. So it'd be a good way to kind of introduce those characters for a split second. They did have the, the Mortis world between or was it world between worlds or Mortis. Tablets in the mm-hmm. yeah. and, the, and the and the Aztecs, yeah, and then the, and <laughs> don't Indi- forget the Aztecs, <laughs> the Indiana Jones reference, yeah. Uh, Chip, anything else? Just the fact that I wanted to mention more, um, just to touch on Cyril and Cassie and just being uh, each other's foils. Even their oh, yeah. love interests at the end were the same. We had to try a traumatized love interest, mm-hmm. and uh, the those two characters uh, becoming more filled out in their role, like Cyril becoming Chad Cyril. Um, you know <laughs> where he was at the beginning, <laughs> him being like, "You got it, baby. Yeah. I got gotcha. you," <laughs> and saving her and her being finally we see her shake it up. I I like that scene as well. Mm-hmm. It, it made, was really cool, and it, it made me come around on him. He went from good. like one of my least favorite characters to I really like the payoff for him at the end. And now we're gonna see him totally be, and they're gonna continue in their um, further entrenchment into their mm-hmm. uh, own sides, which I think I love seeing them, and I, I'm interested to see where they're gonna end up, like. What what is going to happen with Cyril? Like, where is he? Where is he going to go from here? Um, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, totally, totally cool. Uh, can't wait for more Saul. <laughs> so, he's a Guerrero Shopin <laughs> season two, two <laughs> season two, two. No, I turned a uh, mall there. Maybe season we'll read. Maybe we'll get the origin two. of mind reading aliens in season two. Bukalet, bukalet, the truth. Cam, um, how, how about the the zoom out of the Death Star? Oh, oh yeah, How yeah. Do that uh, that was the most anticlimactic. <laughs> I already like, knew. I mean, I read about it because I hadn't read about it. It was just like okay. Well, I that, that's I don't know. It was just one of those things where it's like I know that's happening. Well, that's like one. Of, it's like it kind of irked me because I'm like, he's like, that's the most uh, connection or fan service other than the stuff in the, the Easter right. eggs stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? That's like that's the post credit scene. Uh, it's. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm bored with Hayden. With it was a one. it was a big payoff because it's the pieces that they were making. That, that part so I it like. shows. The oh yeah, yeah. Scale. No, no, I agree with that. Yeah, I like the, the fact that you're right. Was a payoff. I forget like, about and, that. And and Rogue One, Tarkin mentions to Krennic the the delays that they've had. The delays oh, yeah. being 
the prison breaks, uh, yeah. all kinds Ooh, of stuff. Yeah. So it connects back to Rogue One's and you know the delay delays, you know, and and so it's really uh, it all kind of connects thematically. And you know, like Cam said, showing the actual piece that they were working on, yeah. this little tiny piece in that prison in Narkina Five, yeah. and how much work it would take. To I forgot build, that build that, that was actually a, a part of that. I guess for and me that, that is would cool. have been a better payoff. <laughs> I changed my mind again. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for me it would have been a better payoff if that was just part of the show and not a end credit sequence. Well, it also created the Andor um, logo. Uh, Death Star, the end I didn't notice them. that. Yeah. Yep, it sure did. Yeah. Um, I, on little tiny facts of Star Wars, I just want to mention it because I found out about it like two days ago. Next segment. And, well, somehow I never caught Wars. on to this <laughs> is the fact that in Solo, um, it explains like one of the tiniest lines from A New Hope that there is. And that is when he talks about... Um, Arsing. Oh well, no! He points huh. out that he's he's talking about uh, <laughs> a new hope. He's talking <laughs> about a YT, like he's he's a YT Corellian mm-hmm. freighter. But he points out he's like not talking about one of these big Corellian freighters that's like slow kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a throwaway line, like him talking about how great the Millennium Falcon is. And then in the movie, you see him building the Star Destroyers, which are also Corellian. Right. That's what he's talking uh, about yeah, is right. the Star Destroyers being the big, slow Corellian freighters. <laughs> yeah, I really like when Star Wars does that where it has these little pieces of things that you don't even pick up. Like, there's yeah, so many I things just, that I'm still like realizing about the movies that I didn't pick up on. Yeah, that that moment was a cool, like that was just a, oh, wow. I never put those two, wow. two together. Wow. wow. Well, I'd like to talk a little bit about season two, like where y'all think it's going to go. Just a little bit because we're um, going pretty long here. That's what she said. Um, long duck dong. Um, but yeah, I would like to, So I want to see... Okay, I, I screenshot a comment that I have to show y'all because it kind of sums up my thoughts if I can find it. But anyways, so uh, K2SO uh, is going to be in season two. Or mm-hmm. At least Tony Gilroy said like that's a, a goal for him. So um, that is something... I was like... I remember like when they announced the show um, that... I was like, okay, well, at least I'll have K2 in it because he was my favorite part of Rogue One because he brought some brevity to it. Um, uh, Two Dick, he's like the best. Yeah. Like ever. So I'm going to just kind of read this comment. Um, and I pretty much agree with it. So, because this is the article about K2SO, it's a Reddit comment. I might just skim it. I don't know. Um, but they said, I think it's frustrating the way everyone equates grounded with suffer- with a. Uh, all these people suffer and sacrifice the full range of the human experiences that people can also experience joy and love and community, even amidst trying and hard times, uh, blah, 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 blah. If he had a critique for the show, it'd be the way the scales are tipped too much towards dour and grim, uh, and any potentially happy, uh, soft, joyous moments are undercut, um, or cut away entirely. Um, but blah, blah, blah. Anyways, uh, he's basically saying it'd be nice in season two if they, that you don't really have to change the tone of the show to include some light heart, more lighthearted moments, um, um, and to just uh, get the full range of the human experience. Which is, yes, this is a dark and grim show, but uh, I, my problem is how dark and grim it is, and, and that it doesn't I have no connection um, because, like, Revenge is is my favorite movie because it has uh, everything, like every kind of um scene and every kind of uh it's got you know humor they finally George Lucas finally got like the balance right I feel like in Revenge of the Sith uh and uh there's joy and there's uh dark 
moments and sadness and everything um, where I feel like I really feel like Andor could benefit from having more moments of light, lighthearted, like not like, not like they fly now. <laughs> no, not, not nothing like that. But I really think that you can keep the tone of the show while offering like Rogue One had its moments of comedy. Uh, and it wasn't like Marvel humor no either. Gonna, no one's going to be calling him Kissian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just something. Uh, what do y'all think about that? Am I crazy? I I don't. Well, I don't want that. But I I, I don't either. <laughs> I could I could go for a little bit a little bit more. Um, but I would also argue that there was some uh, with uh, Andor and Bix, and um, mm-hmm. even when he was getting to know the the crew on uh, before they did their like big heist, just kind of seeing the the those characters be human and like get along with each other and um. that's kind of how i feel is i feel like this show needs i, I agree that you want moments of like joy <sighs> but because of where we, where we are in like the timeline of the star wars world this is a terrible moment in the star wars timeline everything is bad the small moments of happiness are going to be very small so the, you take the teeny tiny bits of just like not awful and those would amount to a lot to people in that situation. Um, I don't think we necessarily need like the big not awful. Star Wars. <laughs> and in that first, the first part of that comment, it was talking about people coming together or whatever. What was it? What was That's it saying? the whole finale. I was about to say literally <laughs> the entire thing was this uplifting swell of a bunch of people coming together yeah. as Wait. one and like. Wait, what? What part did what part did I read? The very that? beginning. The, of the very comment. beginning of it, like he said. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, love and community. Yeah, that, yeah. That is that all that was. Yeah. Was the whole? The, I mean, that whole their whole community throughout. I'm the, like, pretty sure this was written before. The okay, last episode, well, oh, okay. First of all, well, still even in the prison. Yeah, the, you got you got between him and Melshi. That was actually yeah. The really, prison's a great example to me where it nails where happy moments happen in right. these situations because you do have some lighter moments but they're not super light but for them that would be like this is the happiest moment i would I've say had th- in them, them meshing as a unit yeah exactly. that that scene really i was like okay well this is this is kind of nice like even though it really isn't mm-hmm. i think that's the beauty of andor is you, it's kind of like with with you rooting for deidre it's kind of like yeah. it, <laughs> like like oh man yeah, this is great and then it's showing actually how the world is actually a, a good way to put it in like terrible real world terms it's 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 a uh, it's a show that kind of shows how people uh, shared traumas can bring them together. Right. Well, what you said like is fundamentally why I'm not on board with the show. Uh, about uh, whatever you just said, geez, two minutes ago. You should be an escapist when it comes to Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, like that is absolutely not why I watch Star Wars, but I respect that you do. Sure. Um, I watch it. I'll say I'll watch it for both. Uh, I can watch Andor when I'm wanting the more realistic side and I can go pop in a new hope when I want to escape. I think there's, I think there's, I, I feel like some of this. Okay. So I feel like a lot of the Disney stuff is, is there's no middle ground. There's no high ground. <laughs> uh, like Andor to me is, is way too grim and way too dark and way too down. And then like you have uh rise of Skywalker, right? <laughs> which, which I like because it's more fun. Uh, but it also has, it's again. It has like serious moments and some of my favorite scenes. Ben Solo and Han Solo on the uh, whatever whatever scene that was. And uh, so I just I just feel like there's more. I feel like there's more room in the show for 
a little bit more, uh, I just don't even like the word light heartedness because it's not even that. It's just like, it's so grim that it's really hard to watch. I think watch. K2 in general will bring some of what Which you're is, looking for. Well, yeah, again, back to, it's, that's what the thread was on, the K2 thread. And so I'm like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. At least we'll have, we have to have some of that because that would be weird if he got serious all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, not not trying to be like the Debbie Downer on your hope there, but oh, you can you can. I don't. I mean, I'm not like. It's not like we I'm could, like counting down the days till it, season two. It is two. possible that we could get like a really down, like not great K two because we're probably going to get the whole origin of him. I could becoming part that, of the rebellion. Yeah. So yeah. it might not be a very happy K two until the very end. Um, yeah, he might just be a. You might up, be right. But it might be him as just a straight up like evil, brutal prison droid for a little while. Evil, <laughs> evil. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, so that that's something I would like. <laughs> um, I think uh, quickly we're gonna kind of I want to touch base on some of the news and then like what's what's going on um, in the future because probably gonna take a couple weeks off uh, at least. That's my plan because, uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but maybe we'll come up with some. But um, could talk about Willow. <laughs> <laughs> have a Willow podcast. <laughs> Start a Willow podcast. I'm here. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, season two. I'm just scrolling through Reddit now to kind of remember what's going to happen. So season two uh, is a year after season one. Wow. Uh, apparently, Bob Iger is coming back. Uh, mm. Really. Which is I wasn't on board with, but then like when I heard some more about uh, Bob Shapek, Shapek, whatever the current one, I was like, okay, I, I could I could see uh, getting on board with. Oh, I don't know why that is. Bob Iger coming back, I will say, yeah. as like a big Disney person, just in general, even with like the parks and stuff. Yeah, I wanted to like f- throw a party when I saw that Bob Iger was coming back. Yeah, Chachet, it was like. I, I, the Satan of Disney. And the thing about it, which is, again, I guess this is kind of, uh, you know, for me, sounds a little hypocritical because I was, I really hated that he pushed these release dates for the Star Wars movies. That's, my, that. That's my argument. Yeah. Yeah. I no, do agree with that. No, and I agree with that. And so, like, I, I hate that. However, I've heard, you know, browsing through Reddit that him coming back, he is going to jumpstart the movies again. Uh, and he has admitted that he made a mistake with solo and, and stuff is in his book. Um, so if he, if he has actually learned from that, then I'm excited because I, there's nothing like going to the movies to see a star Wars movie. No. Like and as much as I love waiting up at 3am every week, right. <laughs> for a show I don't even yeah. like. Yeah. Well, I think people, I didn't wait up for this one. With <laughs> I watched it the next day. Right. <laughs> I think people with Iger kind of cherry pick the stuff that was a mistake. And like you said, I, I read the, not the whole thing, but parts of his book. Um, he admits a lot of the stuff. Um, and he seemed to kind of think what I thought about solo. Like, I don't think solo itself was a mistake. I think it was a mistake to release it like mm-hmm. one month after a major star Wars film with little to no advertising leading yeah. up to it. Um, yeah, it was, it was not smart, but doesn't take a, a big shot. Yeah. Disney executive getting right. together a crew. <laughs> he was, I mean, he was CEO of Disney leading up to all i mean he was ceo for 15 years so mm-hmm. he's the reason disney has star wars in the first place he's the reason disney mm-hmm. made marvel into what marvel is 
park uh, at the Disney parks, mm-hmm. like happiness of people at attendance was like at all time highs when he was there. Like people ignored the fact that he he kind of he kind of took Disney away from the era of like you had our like childhood Disney, which is Lion King and all that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. then everybody forgets that Disney had like a dark era. Yeah, of, like, it did straight to DVD movies that weren't good and Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> Lion King 2.5 and things like that. And he he was the one who kind of pulled Disney out of that era and brought them back into like the standard that everybody expected from Disney on all fronts. So I think bringing him back was a really good decision because the new guy was making some very, very questionable yeah, decisions. Yeah, I, I, I read that. He did some sketchy stuff too. Especially with the parks. Like yeah. he got rid of fast passes and replaced them with like something that was just like straight up money grubbing. Um, there was a lot of other stuff going on in the mm-hmm. parks. So it was apparently because, terrible as because well. Disney doesn't do money grubbing ever. <laughs> no, no, never. <laughs> but this one joking. was just like <laughs> egregiously bad, even for Disney standards. At General the parks. egregious, generally <laughs> egregious. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited to maybe have Star Wars movies back, even if it's two years from now. I think that's plenty of time to. I agree with that. I need to, back. Yeah, and then okay. you just get the cinema quality. Other than Andor. <laughs> I don't need Star Wars to be a TV series. I need it to be both. Yeah. I just need it. I just need it all. Uh, what were you saying, Chip? You about to say mm-hmm. something? Were you uh, about to say nope, something? I'd... Oh, okay. Could have sworn you were. What? Did you, you, have no, um, you have nothing to say? Wait. Did, nope. <laughs> <laughs> For once. I'm... <laughs> Jeez. Um, so, uh, yeah, that uh, is exciting to me. Um, I'm scrolling through Reddit. I guess there's not that much. Um, What's our next Bad Batch. Big release, Bad Batch. BB, January 4th, I believe. And then, and then it would be Mandalorian uh, in February. Oh, that was the other thing. Mandalorian's Mandalorian. having a panel for something okay. on December, this Friday or Saturday. And uh, Ahsoka's an after Mando, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> There's no uh, release no dates release announced date, after that. I think every- February is the only thing they said for Mando. Didn't even have an official and release date. Light is currently filming. Yeah, that. I'm very interested. In oh, I, I, yeah. Once we get, that's one of those things that I'm like super excited about, but it's so, it feels so far away that yeah. I was like, I don't know. God, it, excited if, for me. Sean's going to lightsaber in his Star Wars media. He's going to have a coronary. That's true. <laughs> I feel very, uh, under, underwhelmed by the Jedi and, uh, other than Obi-Wan, obviously. Uh, I mean, you're going to get, you're going to get them in that. Yeah. It's High Republic era. Yeah. That's why I'm cautiously optimistic is because the High Republic and like, expanded universe has been very lackluster for me out of what i've read cam is clutching his pearls right now <laughs> <laughs> i like some of it but it is no old republic that is for sure <clears throat> oh yeah because you can't yeah that's right the fourth not uh, like there's like four now novels and then a bunch of other stuff that i can't keep up with i've and read the first novel and then a handful of the comics nice that's it the fourth novel just came out so i'm about to it feels overwhelming to me. Convergence? That's, that's the main thing yeah um but I'm excited to see it in live action. Yeah. Even if it's the end of it. Like, it is probably closer to the prequel era, but it is the end of the High Republic. It did do the same thing that Rebels did, which I didn't like, which was make uh, the cross guards, like, canon. I don't like that. Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't, like, the I didn't that, like it at first, but... That's so funny, because Kylo Ren is in my top three favorite lightsabers. Well, no, Kylo yeah. is in my favorite lightsaber. Like, he'd <laughs> oh. be in my top five. But the reason I like Kylo's is because it's not, it's not a cross guard. It's... 
he didn't know how to make Oh, you mean like a, he has an a actual crack, cross guard? Right. He saber. has a crack. That's true. I don't really like he that. He needed to vent off extra power, and that's why there's a cross guard. Well, that, that kind of gets thrown off by the Rebels' ancient lightsaber. And Rebels. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I didn't like what Rebels or High Republic did. It's, oh, it's like, you oh, liked it originally where it was just. Yeah, that this was just like a say, janky, like. Kylo's thing. Just overpowered. I like it because it's like a medieval longsword. Oh, I like the idea of that. I just didn't like the fact. I don't. For some reason in my head, I'm like. I don't like a lightsaber just being like, I have a claymore now. I love that. So that's, that's like my thing though. Like Katana's uh, old but, and busted. Like thematically, I <laughs> claymore's really like, the new hotness. Right. <laughs> thematically. I did really like uh, the idea of Kylo's just being like an overpowered cracked up lightsaber crystal. I was kind of hoping we would see Ray's or sorry, Anakin's or sorry, Luke's or Ray's, <laughs> Ray's saber uh, have that. I was really hoping that it yeah. would be kind of cracked too, since obviously, obviously, it literally the stone or the lightsaber got ripped apart. Right, that would have been cool, yeah. and it, like the yeah. and just it would have been neat to have like something to just kind of show because I'm not one of the people who likes. I don't think that Ray's a Mary Sue any more than Luke or Anakin was. Yeah, I um, agree. But, but woman, it, but I don't like <laughs> right. female. But I guess I mean it's arguable that Luke did the same thing, but. I, she never was with somebody of enough knowledge for a long period of time to the point to where I feel like she would have been like, I can build a right. really cool, unique lightsaber with a turn dial on it and all this. <laughs> like, Plus, it would have been cool for her to kind of have the same thing as Kylo where it's like this thing looks like it was just put together the best she could. She mm-hmm. basically just made a fidget cube. <laughs> she's really uh, strong because she's a Palpatine. Right. Because well, she's Palpatine. a Palpatine. And all the Jedi are with her. Yeah. Oh, man. Be with me. Be with me. No, we've well, I, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> talk about that movie, which I love, but I'm also like super frustrated with the heart of a Jedi. I love it because lies her strength. Heart of a Jedi lies her super, strength. Super loud. Have y'all seen the fan edit where they actually put the force? Ghost oh yeah. Behind yes. It? Why did it. they do that in the movie? I don't know, man. I don't even want to like get started on that. I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like like was like starting to strangle the, the microphone. Yeah. Like that's why I made my own edit. Oh, I keep talking about it. Stuff. I would like to get everybody together and actually watch it and Ooh, see yeah. what y'all so think. Down for that. Um, I think, I think I did pretty good. Yeah, we should do that oh. instead of making an episode. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Also, I'd like to watch. Didn't you do a edit of Obi Wan? Also. Uh, yes, but after watching it with my sister, I still need to cut it down some more. Gotcha. Uh, it was a, <laughs> still a little too long, it's and nice. I kind of feel I'm bad because edits. like it disappointed. Uh, me because she wasn't able to get into it because it was a little long. I'm uh, all for edits. And I cut an hour out Dang. and it was still, it needs, but like, well, but I couldn't do two and a half hours either because then it was, it didn't right. have enough. It's really hard. So maybe one I day I'll go back. I love fan edits like that. I recently watched a fan edit where it took the three Hobbit movies and turned them into one. Oh, I would Ooh. watch that. I'm, waiting, was, I'm just waiting for the Wade edit. It was fantastic. <laughs> the Wade edit. Oh yeah, Wade is cut out in my edit completely. Not completely because obviously there's a scene, but the whole Wade discussion and morning scene is gone. Wade, <laughs> where's Wade? Where's Wade? <laughs> Who? <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I feel like I and I took people's criticisms into account, even the stuff that and so the Leia chase scene is cut down to nothing. Um, to just flee? Ha! <laughs> it, no, like no, it's literally just like I'm going. It, was, it flows so well that you know the scene where flee <laughs> is about to kidnap her, and then and then they have the whole chase scene, and then they do it. Um, they do it. They do- <laughs> what are you doing, Sean? <laughs> what is this piece of media you're making? Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, no, I cut that out. <laughs> Officer, he's right here. Uh, and FBI, then, open up. And then they do the chase scene. Uh, it, I cut it out and it flows perfectly. Uh, you don't need the chase scene. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't want to make this one too long. That's what she said. Uh, this episode, uh, I think, so I'm excited for the Manda panel on Thursday. Uh, there might be some coming Thursday? I believe so. And uh, Manda, 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 Panda. <laughs> the Manda show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, throwback um but no i i thought i thought i hope uh i hope I, <laughs> I watched with soap <laughs> um i hope that uh there's some announcement like a, an actual release date date like the actual date and also maybe announcing christopher lloyd because we know he's in it yeah uh, <laughs> but anyways the reason i, I meant to <laughs> i meant to mention to y'all earlier um that after I like watched the video of, of him confirming that he's in it, even though he wasn't supposed to, but he's 84 years old, give him some slack. Right. Um, he, I, uh, I had a dream that the Mandalorian was actually uh, originally from like was filmed originally after A New Hope in 1978. He was, and that was my dream. And it, like it was like, and I watched it, and Christopher Lloyd was in it, and then Mando was in it, and that was basically it. And I was like, wow, this is a really good show. We have to go back yeah. to, the, to 1978. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, for them, it'd be forward, right? It's a long yeah. time ago. Oh, yeah. It's your kids, Mando. <laughs> it's Grogu. It, it would be the actual title. We got to go back. Yoda. Back to the future. It's your son. <laughs> Grogu. It's Who? Your... <laughs> um, well, so, well, I, I think we should wrap it up here, but I had a good time on this episode. I felt yeah. I enjoyed talking about not Star Wars, and I enjoyed listening to y'all talk about Andor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I, I hope uh, that we can get back together soon and even if we just get together to watch uh, my edit and you can mm. criticize it. Uh, On I, the next episode, <laughs> we will be discussing <laughs> we will be discussing the Bad Batch. <laughs> yeah, which is actually very very soon. Man. Man. Yeah, so I'm hoping Bad Batch is good, but we got Bad Batch and Mando. I think this is the real, really the first show that's running concurrently other than, you know, they had Tales of the Jedi, but that was a one-off yeah. thing. So that'll be interested to see how much we can cram into an episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> cram up a cram hole floor. But <laughs> I think we'll wrap it up here. So uh, we will see y'all uh, in a month or so and maybe before then if we find some stuff to talk about. But uh, thank y'all for listening and may the force be with you. <laughs>